Praise the Lord. Welcome in to another Sower of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's continue to remember each other, continue to remember our nation and all the ones affected by this coronavirus and out of work. Remember the people in Texas right now. Uh, telling you what, those those people, bless their hearts, they uh, they have been dumped on uh, several times by ice and snow and freezing temperatures. Uh, uh, let's really pray for them and uh, all, the, all the things that's going on down there and all well, all the people uh, that are affected by the winter storms, they just, there's a lot of people that are affected by them, and we need to pray for them all. God will be with them and protect them. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this another privilege, dear God, to come, to bow my head, dear God, and to call upon your name and to know that you hear and answer our prayers, dear God. Lord, I just thank you, dear God, for this another privilege, dear God, to go out by podcast, to, to teach your word, dear God, on on your authority, Lord, and, and your, your direction. And Lord, I just ask, God, that you would just be with all the people in Texas, dear God, and, and everyone else that are that is uh, having problems with the weather, the snow and the ice and the cold temperatures. Lord, I pray, God, that you would just be with them, Lord, and just... God, just help them to uh, get through this uh, trial that is going on in their life, Lord, and, and just be with them. And God, just show them, Lord, how that you can work in their lives in a great and a mighty way. And Lord, just be with our nation, our nation's leaders. God, just move in their lives in a great and a mighty way. And and help us, dear God, that we may humble ourselves and, and turn from our wickedness and turn to you, dear God, so that you can heal our land and heal our, heal us too, God. God, I just thank you and I praise you for everything. Just have your way, Lord. Touch my mind and my lips, God, and just give me the words to say that you might be lifted up. In Jesus' sweet and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 31 uh, this time. Uh, we have um, finished up uh, talking about Moses and him going over all the different laws, uh, commandments and statutes and everything that the Lord has set down to the people of, of Israel and telling them that uh, they you know that they need to follow these commandments and these statutes same way that we do today we need to to honor the lord we need to follow him and look toward him for everything uh it doesn't matter what it is just just look to him uh even though these things are going on in texas and i think new york i believe i heard on the news was was having a lot of snow and, and a lot of accidents and things like that we need to look to the lord for our salvation this is where the Lord is trying to wake us up and and let and tell us that we need to wake up and and we need to turn from our wicked ways and we need to turn back to to Him. You know, the Lord was telling Israel, He said, "If you don't follow my statutes and follow my commandments, it's it's going to be some cursings that's going to go on. Uh, you're going to be overrun by other nations and they're going to take you and you're going to be servants to them." But even after that, even after that, this has happened, 
uh, if you will turn back to me and and uh, repent of your sins and and come back to me, then I will heal your land. I will bring you all back to the land that I promised to your fathers, and I will I will uh, heal you and I will bless you again, even more than I blessed your fathers. But you're going to have to turn from me, turn to me, and. Uh, follow me and keep my commandments and keep my statutes. And that's what the Lord is trying to tell us today, that we need to turn our heart and life over to him, that we need to follow him, do his will, not our will, not man's will, but completely follow him and, and put our trust and our faith in him. And one place there in, in chapter uh, 30, let's see, let me find that right quick. Uh in thirty nineteen, um, Moses was telling the people that uh, the Lord said, I, "I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey His voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto Him." For he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou may dwellest in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. He said, you know, it, it's just it's real plain and simple. Even even today, uh, we need to turn our turn everything over to the Lord, turn our lives over to Him, follow Him, and do His will and keep his commandments and his statutes, trust in him, have faith in him, and he will bless us. And in everything that we do, he will bless us. But we have got to make a, make the choice of either blessings or cursings. Which one do we choose? Cursings is fun. Like I said before, sin's fun, but it's only for a season. And then your cursing you begin, your your torments begin <clears throat> and all the things that the Lord has promised that will happen to the children of Israel is going to happen to us. And <clears throat> it's not very far off. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> it's not very far off either. Um, I'm looking any time for the Lord to split the Eastern sky and come back after his people. So we, we need to be ready we need to be prayed up, we need to be studied up, and we need to be ready to go, have our, our wedding garments on, have them pressed and cleaned, and no, no, no lint nor nothing on them. they got to be spotless if we're going to go into heaven. There will be no sin in heaven. There's no sin going to enter into heaven. So we need to get our life in line with the Lord, and we need to study our Bibles, and we need to find out just exactly what is uh, what is considered a sin and what is considered the blessings and we need to we need to live by them in chapter 31 moses uh, has this is moses charge to joshua they are moses time is about up he's uh he's he's getting to the point now to where that the lord has told the children of israel ever everything that he needs to tell them now then, it's time for Moses to get Joshua in line with everything that's going to go on from here on. 
Joshua is the one that's going to lead the people over the River Jordan into the promised land. Moses, he's going to get to look and he's going to get to see the promised land, but he's not going to not going to get to go over to the promised land because of things that he done. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am a hundred and twenty years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also the Lord has said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. The Lord thy God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and thou shalt possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee as the Lord has said. Moses tell me, he said, I'm an old man. It's getting, it's getting hard hard for me to to do the things that I used to do. And I, I know how, what Moses uh, sort of feels like, and I'm um, about half his age, and I, I know exactly what he feels like. It's, it, it is hard sometimes to even get out of bed in the morning, and much less go to work or do anything else. Uh, the old bones hurt, and... Uh, it just it just seems like that I, I just can't get any rest anymore. But you know what? I still keep going on. I still keep doing. I, and because I know that I have to, because I have got jobs to do, uh, I have got a job that the God has gave me to provide for my family. I have got uh, jobs to do for God himself that uh, provides for his family. Uh, the Christian people, as well as those that are lost and out in sin, you know those those are that those two jobs that he gave me there. Those are the two that's most important to me, and that's this podcast and my Sunday school. Those those two things that I do for the Lord are are the most important in my life. Uh, and you know, I can probably do with well, I can I know that I could do without my job at uh, and. And the work that I do, uh, my earthly job, I know I can do without it. But the jobs that the Lord has gave me to do, I cannot do without those. I have got to do those. I enjoy doing those. I look forward to doing those. I'm not the best at it uh, by far, uh, but the Lord said he wanted me to do it. So here I am. And, you know, Moses Moses felt the same, about the same way one time when the Lord uh, met him in the burning bush and told him that he wanted to go, he wanted him to go lead his people out of Israel. You know, Moses made every kind of excuse to be thought of to get out of going. And uh, the Lord, every time that uh, Moses made an excuse, the Lord came back and finally Moses said, listen, it's him and somebody else. Please just don't just don't send me. I don't want to go. Send somebody else. And I I can relate to how Moses felt. I've been there and I've ran from the Lord, but in the end I had to do what He told me to do, just like Moses. He had to Moses had to do exactly what the Lord wanted him to do, because in order for us to to stay in the will of God and to do His will. And to get the blessings of God, we have to do exactly what it is that the Lord tells us to do. And here I am, still doing it, still loving it, and still looking forward to it. 
But he said, I'm 120 years old. I, I can't go out and come in. I can't do the things that I used to do. It is getting very hard for me to to uh, do all the things that I've done. I, I, and I myself, I know exactly how he feels. It seems like the things that I, uh, a third of the things that I I used to do all day long, a third of them things, it just absolutely wipes me out anymore. But, you know, we keep going on. We keep putting one foot in front of the other, and we keep thanking God for each step and it, and for every day that we, we wake up and we thank God for everything that we can do that day. And we thank Him just for life and because we know it's getting shorter. And one of these days, one way or the other, I'm going to leave this earth, whether it be in death or whether the Lord come back after everybody, uh, all of his people. I'm going to leave this world one of these days. And, that's and you know, the thing about it is, is, is Moses, he pretty much knows exactly when he's going to pass away, and it's, it's, it's going to be very soon. And, but the Lord is not, not exactly completely all the way finished with him yet. And you know, I will leave this. <clears throat> I will leave this world, and I will go home, but not until God is finished with me. Not until I finish my journey here upon this earth. When I finish my journey on this earth, then the Lord will come and get me and take me home. But He said, "God's going to go. God's going to go over before you. He's going to give you these people." Uh, he he's going to take he's going to defeat all these nations and everything. All you have to do is just listen to him, obey him, and then said in Joshua, he's going he's going to lead you because um, I'm not. The Lord's told me I can't go over Jordan, so Joshua is going to lead you over Jordan into the promised land. You follow him. God will tell Joshua what to do, and, and Joshua will tell you what to do. Now then, you need to follow Joshua while Joshua is following God. The only difference between the children of Israel going over into the promised land and, and us, the children of God, now going over into the promised land is, is we have a salvation. We don't have to do all the animal sacrifices like they had to do. And we have Jesus, God's Son, sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us where that Joshua and Moses used to do that for the people of Israel. We have the heavenly son that is sitting there beside his father and he is directing us. His father's telling him what to tell us to do. And it's on an individual basis. It's, it's not on a, it's not so much on a group basis anymore. Like it was the children of Israel. It's on an individual basis. We, we uh we have to work out our own salvation and we have to do what the lord tells us to do and we can't uh expect and we can't expect for god to tell us to do something and then let's go pick somebody else to do it for us it don't work that way we've got to do it ourselves no matter what it is no matter how much we don't want to do it we've got to do it ourselves and let me tell you something it, i know that it is very scary uh, when the Lord asks you to do something for him because of all the implications and everything that he gave the children of Israel. And my biggest fear is making a mistake and saying something that is not right 
And, you know, the only way that I know that I, that to keep from doing that is just follow the Lord and let him speak through me and get me out of the way and let the Lord speak through me. But still yet, I, I, I worry about the things I say. I worry about different, th- different aspects of my Sunday school teaching and my podcast. But I know that the Lord, in the end, he is uh, in control of everything, and he is in charge of everything. And I turn everything over to him and follow him, and I don't worry about everything because I know that he has got everything in his hands and under control, and I need to follow his plan and not worry about it. But it, it still yet it's it concerns me because of the seriousness of the jobs that he has given me. You know, I I've seriously, I mean, uh, let's just just think about this for a little while. I have the ability, if uh, if I choose whichever one I choose, I have the ability to either lead somebody to the Lord or lead somebody away from the Lord by what I say. You know. Of all the members of, of the human body, the tongue is the one that kills the most. And it is the one it is, that is the most difficult to train. And most of us in our lifetime uh, do not, does not learn how to train our tongue and bridle our tongue and keep it under subjection. It's one of the hardest members that, uh, of the body to keep under subjection. That's what the Bible says, because we can help people, we can uh, we can lift people up, we can help people, we can uh, we can we can do a lot of things with good with the tongue. But on the on the flip side of that, there's a lot of a lot of bad things that we can do also. You know, we we can spiritually kill with our tongue. If we are, if we do not follow the Lord's directions and and lean upon Him and trust in Him, we can do more good in in one sentence than we can do um, in a thousand sentences trying to do good, because we just because we get in self, and that's the one thing that that worries me the most, because I don't want I don't want me to do any part of this i want the i want the lord to have complete control of me and and speak through me and you know i know exactly how moses felt when 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 the lord told him he said i want you to go tell my people that i have sent you to lead them out of out of egypt (laughs) and moses asked the lord said lord are you kidding uh how how in the world why would them people believe me that that you have sent me to them what i mean come on lord and you know i know exactly how he feels because i've been there and the lord called me to preach and i said wait a minute you you want me to stand up behind the pulpit and preach your word Lord, I don't even. I didn't even like to stand up in school and give a book report. And then there's no way something that I knew a lot about, and there's no way that I that I can stand up behind the pulpit and and preach your word something that I don't know that much about. 
I mean, there's there's a big difference here, but still, I don't want to do neither one of them. But he said, you're going to. And I ran for a while. And I I tried my best to get out. every. i done everything in my power to get out of it. And it just did not work. Because in the end, I had to give up, turn my heart and life over to the Lord, and I had to do what he told me to do. So I would have been better off to have done it from the first and got my blessings and, and, and probably would have been a lot farther than what I am right now. Uh, but this is where I'm at. And, and you know the thing about it is, is I'm, go, I'm, going, I'm going to prove that here in just a few minutes. But the Lord knew just exactly what I was going to do when he called me to preach his word. He knew exactly what I was going to do. He knew that I was going to run. He knew that I was going to turn my my heart and life over to him, and I was going to do what he want, wanted me to do. And he also knew that I was going to go back on him and for a while, and he knew I was coming back. He knew this. Even when he asked me the first time, he knew I was going to do all that. But he done it anyway because he can see the end result. He can see we we just live in the here and now, and that's all we see. But he sees the end results. So that was the reason why that he called me because he knew he knew my ups and downs. He knew what I was going to do, but he knew the end result. Same thing with Moses. He knew Moses' ups and downs. He knew Moses was going to fail him. He knew all this stuff when he called him to do this job. He knew he was going to do that, and he called him anyway. Now then, the children of Israel, he led them out of Egypt. He knew that they was going to grumble and complain and, and all this stuff all the way through uh the dead, the wilderness and he knew that they were they weren't going to go into the promised land the first time around and they was going to have to wander around in the wilderness for 40 days he knew that when he called moses at the burning bush he knew all that but still yet he led these people from egypt for 40 some years through the desert through the wilderness to the brink of jordan to where they are right now and he will lead them over into the promised land, even though he knew everything that was going to happen up to this point. And he know he even knows everything that's going to happen from this point on in their life. He even knows everything in our lives that's going to happen from this point on. He knows exactly what we're going to do. He knows if he knows that. If we're going to follow him, he, he knows if we're going to fail him. He knows everything, every aspect of our life. He knows it, but yet he calls each and every one of us to do a job. Why? Because he loves us. Because he loves us. And he understands all about the our lives and the and the things that goes wrong in our lives. And he understands the human body, and he un understands mankind. And he knows it, how we are. And he still calls us, and he still uses us. 
and he still causes his chosen people. You know, that's that's the God I serve. Even though he knew everything that's going to happen in my life, he still called me that day to do a work for him. Even though he knew everything that was going to happen to Moses, he called him that day to do a job for him. Why? Because Moses was the best person for the job. <laughs> and I know, yes, I say I said it too. Lord, you've got to be kidding. Me? No. I'm not the best person for this job. The Lord said, God said, yes, you are. And I need you to do this. So here I am doing the best that I can with the help from God. That's all I can do. I'm not perfect. I never will be perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say things that probably ain't right sometime. Well, I know I am because I already have. But the thing about it is, is God said, I want you to do this. This is me live. I, I don't edit none of this. I may take out some dead spaces where I, I don't say anything for a second or two. I may edit that out. Most of the time I don't. But this is me. Uh, I'm live and direct coming to you. And that's in verse 5. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that ye may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Now listen to what he says in verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that do, doth go before thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Be of good courage. Don't worry about all the things that's going on in the world. Yeah, I, I am concerned about it, and I, I pray about it and everything, but I, I'm not afraid of it because I know that these things have to happen uh, because it's, it's written in God's Word, and these things have to happen before I go home. I hate that it's happening to the world, and I hate that the world is in, in the, the turmoil and the chaos that it's in. My prayer is that everybody in the world would give their heart and life to God and, and quit all this foolishness and, and, and still yet reality says it will never happen, but yet I pray God let everyone in the world give their heart and life to you. That that I mean that's that's one of my prayers, and even though the odds are against it, and I know it's not doubt, it's not doubt. It's just that I know human nature, and this is what I want. Could it happen? Yes, it could. It could definitely happen. It could happen. But Christians, it's going to take us doing some praying. It's going to take us missing some meals. It's going to take us to, to really get serious about living for the Lord and really get serious about the lost of the world and really get serious in our prayers and our fasting and our serving the Lord if it ever happens. And that's what worries me the most is because I know that today the people are, the Christians of this world today are basically asleep and... We need to wake up. 
we have been asleep for a long time. Listen, we, we slept through them wanting to take prayer out of school, and they did. We slept through them wanting to take the, the Ten Commandments out of the church houses or out of the courthouses, and they did because we were asleep. We weren't on the job, and therefore they done what we didn't want them to do, but yet nobody done nothing about it. We sat around and slept around and let them do it. Now then, if we would really wake up and get get on our prayer bones and and miss some meals and everything, they would be a lot more saved than what there is now. But we're going to have to do some work. It's, it's time that we, we get up off the sea to do nothing, and it's time we go to work. You know, all of us can't do this all the same job all the time. <coughs> Excuse me. I know I know a lot of times I my brother, bless his heart, he can talk to anybody. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, some guy drunk and falling down and everything, and he'd go over and start talking to them. I'm not that way. So, you know, and, and I've, al- I've always thought, well, Lord, you know, why did you not give me the, the I, I call it the gift of gab, why did you not give me the gift of gab like you did my brother? And he told me he did. I said, okay. And then he reminds me of the job that he gave me. And I said, okay, I understand now. Everybody's job is different. My brother's job is is he can talk to anybody. He can witness to anybody. He can go out and tell anybody, a complete stranger. He can, he can, he can tell them about the Lord to their face. And I'm I'm not that bold, and I'm not that upfront with people. I guess you'd call it. I don't know what you would call it, but yet, when I stand up in front of the people in church, or I get behind this mic here in my in my room, I I can tell you exactly what it is that the Lord wants me to tell you. And you know, I'm I'm not. I know I'm not got a captive audience. You listen when you want to. If, if you want to, and if you don't, that's fine. But the thing is, is God has gave me a gift, and I am using that gift for him. And my my pastor, um, <laughs> we, he and I were talking one time, and he, he just realized that between my podcast and my Sunday school that I was, I was, having, I was teaching four times a week. And he looked at me and he said, how in the world do you do that? He said, I have a hard time getting two messages for Sunday, much less four messages for the week. I said, I don't do it. I don't do it. Because I I depend upon the Lord to give me my messages. I depend upon him. I know the Lord, uh, when, when I first started out, the Lord wanted me to start in Genesis and he wanted me to go through the Bible, no matter how long it took. And that's what I've been doing. Every once in a while, he'll sneak something else in on me, and and I'll go a completely different way. And I I like it because it keeps me on my toes, and it, it keeps stuff a little fresh every now and then. But this this is the the job that the Lord has given me. 
We're all members of the same body, the body of Christ. We're all members. But each member has a, a different job to do according to that body. You know, we all can't be the head or we all can't be the hands or the heart or whatever. We've all got different jobs to do. And, you know, I I, I question God about some things in my life that I, I wasn't doing and I just can't bring myself to do uh, totally. And he let me know why. This is my job. This this is what he wants me to do. This is what I'm to concentrate on. Yes, I, I, I in my conversations at work with people, yes, I talk about the Lord and I talk about different things, but it, it's, it's not that open gushing out part that's like my brother has. But, and Moses, you know, Moses, he telling the Lord, he said, Lord, you know, you know, I'm not real. I'm I'm not real eloquent. I'm not a I'm not a great speaker. I don't I don't talk real plain and and all that. And and you know, he made all the kinds of excuses. But when it comes right down to it, no matter what you think, they're not reasons. They're excuses, and you might as well get rid of your excuses because, in the end, you're going to have to do just exactly what the Lord tells you to do. So give up. Do the job, receive the blessings, and and be better off for it. Be strong, be of good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of people when you go to witness. To, don't be afraid of them because you know they they can't do nothing to you really. Yeah, they they can end your life, but you know, listen, if you're a child of God. Actually, your life's just beginning because when you leave this world, that's when you really start living. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. No matter where you are, he's there with you. I'll be with you always, even unto the end of the earth. I'll be with you. No matter what, you know, and, and you know, sometimes we we go we go to the right or we go to the left, and and we get out there just a little ways, and we figure out, hmm, uh, something's wrong with this picture, and we figure out that this wasn't the way that we were supposed to go. So we have to turn around and go back, and we have to go back to where the Lord was, to where we left the Lord and pick up from there and go on and ask God to forgive us for wandering off. You know, you know how, how you, those of us that are parents, uh, you know how your children are. Uh, when you go into the grocery store or the, uh, the mall or uh, some department store or something like that, um, when they're getting ready to walk and they're real curious about everything, you've got to hold their hand. And if you turn loose of it and take your eye off of them for just a second, they're gone. And it may take you a while to find them. <laughs> but eventually they'll figure out, you know, that mom and daddy ain't around and they'll start hunting for you while you're hunting for them. That's the same thing, same way it is with the Lord. And, you know, he, he's going to hang on to our hand all the time. He can't take his eye off of us because just as sure as he does, we'll wander off somewhere. He's got to keep us in line, and we've got to want to stay in line in the first place.
And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and be of good courage, for thou must go with this people into the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee, he will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. He will, the Lord, God will, he will be with you. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. Now then, God is not a respecter of persons. If he told Joshua way back thousands of years ago that he is going to go before him, that he will be with him and he will not fail him and he won't forsake him and told him to fear not, neither be dismayed. He's telling us the same thing today. I am with you always, even unto the end of the earth. That's what God tells us. No matter what is going on in our life, no matter where that we're at, no matter what we have gotten ourselves into, God is always right there with us. He will clean our messes up. You know, you know how it was when when your your child done something, spilt the milk or the cereal or something like that. What we do? We got them out of the way, got them took care of. Um, if they was getting uh, maybe some cereal in the morning and they spilt their cereal or their milk, we we set them down, get them some something to eat, get them taken care of, and then we would come back and we would clean up their mess that they made while they were eating. And, you know, that's, that's the way the Lord is. He, he will get us first back to where that we're supposed to be and, and get us cleaned up and get us settled, and then he will clean our messes up, and he will take care of us. He will always be there for us. Even when we wander off, all we have to do is call out to him, ask to forgive us, repent of our sins, re- and turn from our sins and turn back to him and he will clean us up, and he will get us straightened out, and then he will clean up our mess that we have made. Even when we mess up, and we are trying our best to do the right thing, and and we mess up some way or another, he's still right there, and he still takes care of things. But Moses is telling Joshua to get ready to take take God's people over the River Jordan, into the Promised Land so that they can be exactly where God wants them to be and God can bless them and God can use them the way that he wants to. And that's where we need to be, in that place where God can use us and God can bless us and a place where he wants us to be that he has planned out for our lives that we may uh, be rich in him. Reading in verse 9, he says, The reading of the law every seventh year. And God told Moses to take the laws that he had given him and to write them down in a book. And take these, this book and give it to the priest and to the Levites. 
and tell them that every seventh year, that's uh, that year of, of solemnity, uh, to act whenever when the year the celebration and everything of, uh, is over, the feast of the tabernacles, that he wants this to read this book, verse nine. And Moses wrote this law and delivered it unto the priest and the sons of Levi, the priests, the sons of Levi which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord and unto all the elders of Israel. And Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years in the solemnity of the year of release in the Feast of Tabernacles, when all Israel is come to appear before the Lord thy God in the place where he shall choose, thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Gather the people together, men and women and children, and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear and that they may learn and fear the Lord your God and observe to do all the words of the law, and that their children which have not known anything may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land whither you go over Jordan to possess it. Now then, he said, write all these laws down, Moses. Write them down in a book. Now then, take it to the priest, the sons of Levi, give it to them, and tell them and the elders of Israel that you want this read at the end of the seven years when you gather together for the Feast of the Tabernacles and all this, Read this aloud to everybody, every word of it. Read it aloud to everybody. That way everybody will be uh, up, to, up to speed all the time. Even the ones that have in the past seven years that uh, have just been born and they're getting up to the age of where that they are being taught, then read this for that they can understand it. And they, they will understand it, and they will know exactly how to do and how to act and, and how to live for the Lord and, and what to do and what not to do. And, you know, that's the thing about it today is, is a, lot of, a lot of the reason that the world is in the turmoil and in the shape it is today is because, parents, we are not taking our children to church to where that they hear the Word of God read and where they hear the word of God preached so they they really don't know how to act and they don't know how to really live because we are teaching them we are trying to teach them with our words but yet we are living a life in front of them that teaches them something completely different from what our words are telling them and they are confused to the point that they don't know how to live. And we wonder why that our children uh, are so disobedient, why, the, the, why, the, why they are the way they are. And parents, it's our fault because we are not teaching them the laws and the commandments and the statutes of the Lord. We're not taking, taking them to church, and we are not... Uh, teaching them right from wrong in the homes. Uh, a lot of uh, mankind today 
uh, their children are raised by some other person while they are off trying to make a a a name for themselves and make lots of money so that they can have some power and they can have some prestige and people looks up to them and they have completely forgotten about God and they don't talk they don't tell their children about God and yet we wonder why that our children are in the shape that are that they are in and then uh, after all of that they are confused anyway and then we send them to school and christians we went to sleep and we let people take prayer and and uh, uh bible reading and bible teaching and all that stuff out of the school so now then there's no help there either so we have we have completely isolated our children from god and they have no idea who he who he is, what he has done for us, or anything else, because we don't take the time to teach them. We don't take the time to take them to church and to Sunday school, to where that they can be read the laws and where they can be read the stories of how Jesus died upon the cross. We have we had we just completely abandoned our children, and chasing the almighty dollar and chasing a little power and a little prestige. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. It's really sad. You know, I can remember back many years ago, uh, stores weren't open on Sunday. You know, uh, gas stations might be open on Sunday, but I can remember mom and dad uh, having to make sure to go out on friday or saturday and filled the tank of the car up with gas so they would have it uh for church on uh sunday because we'd go to church twice on sunday we'd go to church sunday morning and sunday night and sometimes from uh my dad being a pastor and an evangelist and and a minister uh we may we may travel quite a distance on sunday sunday twice a day to go to church so we had to we had to go out and make sure that we had enough gas to, to get to the church and this was this this was a very uh prominent thing that happened at that time and then it got just uh the gas station started out staying open on sundays and then the grocery stores and then the department stores and then, and then the next thing you know everybody's working on sunday it's just another day to a lot of people. It's not the Lord's day anymore. It's just another day to do business, another day to worship your God and to serve the almighty dollar. It's just another day to, uh, you say, well, it's a day of rest and a day of relaxation. So you, you, you don't get out of the house, but yet then, uh, you won't go to church because it's a day of rest, but yet you'll go to the grocery store, you'll go to the pools, you'll go to the golf courses, you'll go here and you'll go there, but yet, you know, you you just really you just really ain't got the time to go to church. And if you think God's going uh, to accept that excuse, you're wrong. Because he said, Assemble, it said, forget not the assembling of yourselves together in the manner in which some are. You know, even the children of Israel, they had to gather together uh, so many times a year, three times a year, I believe it was, at this one place. Uh, and they had they had big feasts and everything like that, but they had to gather together there. 
and they they learned about the laws and they, and they learned about the statutes and they they worshiped the Lord and they they give their tithes and they done all these things every every year every year they did this until they got in trouble until they got in trouble and I told you I would <clears throat> would get into them uh, the Lord knowing exactly what they were going to do. Uh, let me find that and read that right real quick. Um, <clears throat> okay. And I'm gonna pray. And, and uh, verse uh, 16. And the Lord said unto Moses, Behold, thou shalt sleep with thy, thy fathers, and this people will rise up and go a-whoring after the gods of the strangers of the land, whether they go to be among them, and will forsake me and break my covenant, which I have made with them. Then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Are not these evil come upon us, because our God is not among us? He said, Moses, I know. I know what the people's going to do. They're going, they're, going to, they're going to forsake me. I know they're going to. But yet he is setting everything up for Joshua to lead these people over into the promised land, the land that flows with milk and honey. He is he was setting everything up for these people to go over there and to to cultivate this land and take this land from nations that are uh, pagan nations. They are they are worshiping every kind of a god to be thought of and God and God knowing that the children of Israel is going to fail him and going to forsake him, he still leads them in to this promised land. He still blesses them, he still multiplies them, and he and he he blesses them in every way to be thought of, even though he knows that they're going to fail him. God is no respecter of persons. He will do the same for you and I today. All the thing is, is we know, you know, I, I try my best not to fail. I try my best not to do things that, that are against the Lord. And I, I, I really pray God help me to, to keep away from this and not do this. But yet sometimes I still do it. Sometimes I still do it. I have to ask God to forgive me a lot, a lot. And I don't know I don't know many Christians that don't have to ask God to forgive me. Paul said he had to die daily. You know, he he had to ask for forgiveness daily. But the thing but the thing about it is God's always right there. The Lord's always right there. He'll pick us up, he'll set us back up on that solid rock, he'll clean us up and everything, and everything will be fine. All we have to do is ask for forgiveness. Thank you all for listening. I hope you got something out of this. And until the next time, God bless you all.